0: This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time.
1: Hello,
0: welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Cher Vincent, and she talks to me about her love of Radiohead, uh, she almost didn't talk about Radiohead because I think I think there's a general understanding that there's kind of a stigma surrounding, not necessarily the band, but fandom for it. Uh, they have very specific, you know, presence in the world and online and, you know, this reputation for working on albums for years and years. And uh, I, I think that that, you know, I understood why she was hesitant, but I'm really glad that she overcame that because the band's obviously really really important to her and this is a really uh, a real joy for me to get to chat with her about and uh, I guess the only thing I wish is that I were a little more familiar with their discography and their uh, songs and everything so I could have had uh, a little better um, way to kind of steer through those kinds of conversations but that will always be my downfall in these uh, like music and TV episodes that I'm not as super familiar with the content itself. But Cher did a wonderful job. She is a wonderful podcaster. If you like sharing this, you should definitely check out her show, Open Ended, or Gossip Girls, both of which are on a podcast collective that she helped start called Post Loudness. Uh, It's just a collective of uh, people of color, women, queer voices that aren't as heard in especially independent podcasting, so Cher and her co-host James T. Green for Open Ended and uh, Alex Cox, past guest of MBSing, have done a great job of facilitating Um, a bunch of people who maybe were interested in getting into podcasting but didn't really know where to start or have the means or the uh, know-how or anything to um, make their own shows. So I think that's just fantastic. She's helping other people have their voices heard, and that's so, so valuable. Uh, So I was just overjoyed to get her on the show. Uh, Open-ended, shared that share co-hosts is another show in the Chicago podcast co-op along with MBSing so if you like this show check out that show and any of the other ones in the Chicago podcast co-op like them on iTunes or rate rate them on iTunes you don't like things on iTunes you rate them and review them and share them with your friends on things like Twitter and Facebook and whatever else you share things with friends on that's how people find out about things this day and age. Do people still say that? Anyway, uh, if you would like to see a live show that I am in, you can come to the Annoyance Theater any Tuesday night between now and August 2nd at 8 o'clock in the small theater for a show called Generation Gap. I wrote the show and co-star in it with past guests of MBSing, Leah Fryers and Claire Friedman and other lovely people are Darius Blakely and Aisha Leverett. Uh, so if you if that's something that trips your trigger, I don't know, look up more info about it online. Consider the $8 ticket price a steal and uh, come check it out. If improv is more your style, you can come any Thursday night at 9.30 also to the Annoyance Theater for a show called The Fishbowl. Also, many past guests of MBSing are co-hosts of that show with me, and if you're an improv student or just a generally uh, improv-inclined person, you could put an ID into our fishbowl and get a chance to improvise with some teachers and performers from The Annoyance that we have booked every week to play. So, it's a pretty sweet deal. Get to watch some improv, maybe do some improv. It's nice. I think I've gone on plenty long enough. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Cher for coming and sharing her love of Radiohead with
1: me. Yeah, I, I went to Philly way more. I'm <laughs> thinking about, actually, when I finished my schooling here, go to Philly. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a while. Huh. It's one of those like places like, you know what? I like that town, and it's close enough to New York where I'm actually living in New York, but I can go to New York whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not paying New York prices, and I have like friends in Philly, and Philly's really cool. Shout to Philly. (laughs) Nice.
2: I did just. I did just start recording, so we got legit. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to (laughs) Philly. (laughs) I feel like at some point that's just kind of what it comes down to. Is like, where are there like some? Where's a place that you could find yourself, you know, see yourself living in, and like that isn't too expensive and too much of a like struggle. (laughs) Totally,
1: totally. And also, just like for me, because I'm back to school for my second bachelor's um and then finishing up the master's i want to consider like places where we're like great institutions and yeah. and like temple university is in philly and that's like i i love that university I love everything they do there so it's like hmm maybe cool so, yeah i don't know
2: good for you man good luck yeah when do you finish up here
1: oh god i don't want to talk about that <laughs> To be decided. TBD. 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 Yeah. Uh,
2: well, my guest today is Cher Vincent. Hi. And uh, she graced me with her presence. Oh, jeez. To talk about her, she she struggled with this with this decision. God, it's so but, it's so like classic <laughs> Cher Classic Share. But we're gonna talk about her love of Radiohead. Oh my God. <laughs> she already hates it. I already hate myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man,
2: so um yeah. What's uh what's the origin of your love for Radiohead? Okay.
1: The year was 2001. <laughs> um I was 12 and um actually a little deep, but um so my mother, she suffers thr- from from uh, a bipolar and man depression and when I was 12 she had a manic- she had a really bad manic episode so much that she had to get hospitalized for a wow. while. Yeah. So it was just like me, my dad and my sister for a bit and during that time I wasn't sleeping and neither was my dad. We kind of were just like we're just up during yeah. the night because we are just yeah. So um what we got into the custom of doing is going on like night drives, night drives, mm-hmm. joyriding as my dad would call it. Oh. Yeah, and our favorite drive to go to was um the I want the in Illinois Indiana border the skyway. Okay so we would take the skyway and one night it was like an early january because it happened around it happened right after christmas this happened so um, it was really early january and um me and my dad were on the skyway and as soon as we were approaching my dad turned on the radio and Radiohead's optimistic came on oh wow and i had never really listened to the band like my dad was a fan of them like in the early 90s well, mid-90s like he liked the bends and stuff and yet saw them open for REM. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like I knew they existed. That's so funny. Oh, I know. I knew they existed. I my mean, dad's way cooler than me. <laughs> cooler. Yeah, I mean exactly. I mean collectively my parents are like incredible <laughs> human beings and so much cooler than I will ever be. <laughs> or be able to like be the privileged to be. <laughs> so like so yeah, I have like a lot to live up to. Anyway, um, so that came on and like the lyrics, like the, the chorus, like um the best you can is good enough and I don't know like me and my dad were like silent for the entire car ride while, this, while that song was playing we we're like whoa what was that and there, another like, radio just Jackie was like that was Radiohead's new music from their new album Kid A and so I was like I guess I had to go buy this album so That's so funny yeah like the very next day I had like my babysitting money and <laughs> went to like the coconuts cd store down the street <laughs> from my house because <laughs> shout out to coconuts Coconut. <laughs> and coconuts and I like picked up that cd as well as a couple of others and i like listened to it incessantly a couple of other radiohead cds yeah or- wow. of, yeah I, I picked up that one and then the 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 guy at the coconut store was like he was like really impressed with this like 12 year old So like, that's what up, i was thinking picking up like a radiohead album was like oh okay because like they still had the posters in the window about like kid a because mm-hmm. it came out that past october mm-hmm and um guy was like oh like are you new to radiohead and i was like yeah i heard their song optimistic on the radio and the guy was like oh like this is like a huge departure from their old stuff do you know their old stuff and i was like no i I really don't really know much i know like creep and that's about it oh right and he was like okay so he like got me like uh okay okay computer and also got me the bends and also the Creepy P which was, like, um, had, like, a couple of, like, older songs and, like, some B-sides on it. So I had, like, four Radiohead CDs, like, That's ready amazing. to go. Shout out to, like, oh, like CD, CD clerks and, like, yes. music clerks who, like, work at, like, record stores because, like, they change lives. Um, yeah,
2: because, like, God bless that guy for being, like, man, this kid is cool as hell. Like, <laughs> picking up Kid A and, like... Just, just right off the
1: bat. Just right. Like, yeah, so... Because I was... I, I frequented that place a lot because um, I... Um, Because of my father, and, like, being, like, a huge music nerd that he is, he was, mm-hmm. a, he was a radio DJ for a number of years. No way. Yeah. So, like, I was surrounded by, like, all the classics, and, like, my dad has so much. He has, a, like, a closet in our house. It's just, like, floor to ceiling, just vinyl. Really? Yeah. That like, doesn't surprise me. He has, like, yeah. He has, for like, a DJ and everything. Yeah. Like his, and there's, like, you know, radio exclusive ones and stuff like that. Like, singles they only had. They're, like, you know, disc jockeys or whatever back, awesome. in, the, back in the 80s and 90s, because yeah he has like everything bowie ever ever even played on like he's yeah just his collection is stupid <laughs> stupid awesome <laughs> so i was so i didn't really but i i frequented because i wanted my own stuff and sure. i was getting into more and like buying cds for myself my babysitting money <laughs> and um i was like at that point i was already really ne- neck deep in the clash like getting okay. together discography because my dad had a lot of their stuff already but i wanted my own mm-hmm. and so the guy saw me a lot and so i guess when he saw me like transitioning from like the punk music to like you know current music and the first music that i started to pick up was radiohead he was like okay i'm gonna like this kid that's amazing so yeah his name was dj he was awesome yeah, shout out to DJ from Coconut Records in two thousand and
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Illinois did you live? in High Park. In? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So like, I figured Hi- it had to be south if you are going down to Indiana.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. High Park is where we were, and we had just moved out to High Park around this time anyway. So like, it was, I was I lived way far south, like um one hundred sixteenth. Wow. After, yeah. Um, in West Pullman, until I was twelve, and then me and moved up there. So um because we moved we moved um the high park like that september Mm -hmm. when i had started um middle school so it was a New neighborhood for me too. A and lot then, going like, on all at once. Yeah. So it was very transitional for me. It was you know, puberty, all that stuff's happening. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: let alone 12 just being like the, the worst. worst time <laughs> of your life. <laughs> right. It's like, there's too much happening. I truly Like, think, my like, mother's not around.
1: Yeah. My dad's like, you know, dealing trying with trying his stuff. And like, I'm dealing with like all the chemical imbalance in my own yeah. head. And so like, Radiohead was like my savior. Man. Yeah. And I just kind of like just went. So deep and they were like one of the few bands that I know of that had like a real internet presence. Mm. They have this website called Waste and it's from it's a gosh, they're such dicks. Um <laughs> they it's a it's it's a um it's a quote from a Tom um Thomas polnick Um not Polznick because I'm c messing up the name. Um he's a guy who did um inherent vice. Oh. The the um, author of that. Oh. Uh, uh Thomas Pinchot?
2: Pinchin? Yeah, Thomas Pinchin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, it's so it's a it's a um lot 42 or it's a it's a reference from that book.
2: Okay. From inherent vice.
1: Um, no, no. Um, oh, waste. From waste, waste. Yeah, waste. The title of their website is a.
2: See, I've got, I've got no pigeon knowledge. I just yeah. know that like. <laughs> I've read both books. I just
1: blanked his name. I was oh, like, no Duh. worries. Yeah. So I, I don't know why I was confused with Polnick, and was just different guy. That's yeah, Polnik, right? Anyway, so. Um, yeah pitch them so that's the kind of guys i was dealing with like all right
0: yeah and I. so god
1: and so i just like they had like all these message boards and mostly it was dudes but i was you know yeah so it's like okay i'm just like because i they were I, I want to know more And more about him Because like you know At that age you're hungry You just want to know Everything about sure. everything Especially mm-hmm. something That you really like mm-hmm. and, and yeah And the
2: internet Was just kind of Starting to take off yeah. In general Yeah
1: because Yeah yeah Because yeah. um We still had dial up But we were I remember 2003 We got our DSL line And that changed the game <laughs> <laughs> That changed the game Because uh-huh. like My dad would not let me On the Once uh, he was home I couldn't go on DSL Couldn't go on the computer But um I was able to like go on my my class computer because we had um computers there with internet access which was a huge deal in 2001 like mm. will you have internet on your computer mm. damn yeah. you're supposed to be noise. Uh, so um I was really, <laughs> yeah that, that's what it was like i remember yeah i remember kids were like i don't even know what the email is so like that's the kind of knowledge i was dealing with, with my home my, my friends at home but when i was at school i was able to um get online and mm-hmm. go on the message boards and just went head first and it also just opened up so much other knowledge as far as music goes because I discovered so many other bands that way. And you were, would think so. Yeah, like there, it was kind of the catalyst to like every other band that I still love and adore now.
2: What do you think it was kind of the gateway to? Who all do you think it w- would be included in that? That like maybe you discovered from those message boards and stuff. uh
1: Sura Ross, definitely, which is an Icelandic band. Mm-hmm. Um, I got more into Bjork um gosh a lot of indie bands around that time like i started listening to libertines and yeah yeah yeah, like like, and like a lot of brit pop i got more into like blur um yeah just all these bands that i like especially rock bands that i Probably would have discovered eventually if I continued listening to Clash and that kind of music. Uh huh. But Radiohead, it just seemed a little more accessible. So, like, and
2: accelerated everything.
1: Oh, for sure. And, um, and swapping like bootleg albums. I was from, just like, about to say. From, like, concerts and.
2: Uh, the in those days it was like you had to have the hard copy of that music to yeah. be able to listen to it that exactly. was that was a lot of babysitting money <laughs> oh for sure for sure
1: i mean like there were things like napster and i was i was more uh i used limewire That yep. that's one that i used I, my brother napster had, scared the shit out of me i was like so no
2: nope, not
1: into napster but limewire was like oh it's cute and green doesn't sound like that that's scary i mean yeah granted i probably gave my parents some Very horrible viruses. Viruses. (laughs) Some intense Trojans. Yeah. um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, We had LimeWire and Kazaa. Do you remember that? I
1: do remember Kazaa. I never used Kazaa. I had friends use Kazaa. I didn't really, I think I tried it once and I didn't really understand the UI. So I was Mm. like, I'm just going to like back out of this. Yeah. (laughs) Because I had a
2: a brother who was five years older than me. Mm. So all that stuff were like, all, where everything like that was concerned he was the trailblazer sure i was a
1: trailblazer i'm the older <laughs> one, one. Right, so like right. i was the one who like you know bestowed to the, my sister like this is what Limeire is. <laughs> <laughs> this is this uh, is what you know vinyl can sound like and things like that so <laughs> she was like okay she never really got into the music <laughs> that i was into though Bridges. but um but yeah they were just kind of like a gateway drug to so many other things and the idea of like me going to concerts like they were Gosh, I'm really fortunate. I got to see them in 2001. No way. I've seen them a lot of times. In <laughs> hindsight, because like I was, I was talking to somebody about them a few months ago, and I like told them how many times I saw. Them. I was like, "Holy shit! Whoa!" Like, and I guess because I've known, I know other like Radiohead fans. I've seen them like upwards of 100 oh it doesn't so, like, feel like it's so my my measly number i'll, I'll tell you later i was That's like gonna be a reveal. That's gonna be are, reveal later you are dancing around this yeah <laughs> but it's like ah, it's not that many <laughs> and they're like god it's still a lot i think like, i guess so but um yeah they were the first they were like the first massive concert i went to like my parents used to take me to shows you know when i was a kid I was a baby with like the headphones, essentially. On oh that gosh. was me. So my parents like they still wanted to have the life, what? so they were like, um, did, they just I dragged did. me to like a show. At, like like they're like in their like late thirties and like fuck it, we're still young. We have a kid, but who cares? Like I we'll take. I love
2: her. this picture of your parents <laughs> that you're drawing. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, I told you they're, they're cool. Um, <laughs> they were like go to concerts. Like I think one of my favorite my first shows might have been either. Steely Dan or Todd Rundgren. It's probably one of those two because that's one of my dad's favorite people. My so. dad loves Steely Dan as well. I love Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes aside, like that's a real thing. I love Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. They were probably gonna be like, the other band that I probably would have talked about. It was love on this band it. because. It was they're either the
2: Radiohead, The Clash, Clash or Sealie Dan, Dan. <laughs> because I love I'm it. an old
1: white man. Yeah, right. Like- <laughs> I'm an old <laughs> Republican white man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Twenty sixteen on. That no, I'm is kidding. So <laughs> funny.
2: <laughs> it's so true, though. It's just an- like you have to be such a rarity for those fan bases. I know. They're
1: like, <laughs> yeah, like i remember this one time i had met a fan uh we were like buddies on message board and we were going on the same show like oh man you have to come I'm like okay and then i met him and was like oh wow i just i <laughs> like, he didn't say it but i knew he was not expecting to he see like <laughs> you know a black chick yeah. <laughs> or racially ambiguous because let's not let's be real like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> not exactly what you think yeah like oh huh cool i mean like we were buddies we're still buddies he's right. awesome but he was
2: not expecting to see a non-white
1: man right just, like, which In is general which is their fan base like i say like 90 percent of the Radiohead fan base is white bros and if it's not a white dude it's like um an asian guy or like <laughs> <laughs> it's not me it's still a dude it's oh, totally dude it's mostly men i am like <laughs> yeah so why do
2: you think that is like do you have any uh like i don't know what's your insight on that
1: oh gosh okay well the thing is like radio a weird band mm-hmm. they're a very, very they're a very weird band and i think it changed a lot after like i think pre in rainbows they mm-hmm. were like a band that like very nerdy music theory uh, um music theory nerds mm-hmm. uh classical music nerds um and I say nerds very lovingly. Not yeah. I that's totally everywhere yes yeah, People um, who are into that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, just guys who are very into like the actual mechanics that makes music, not mm-hmm. so much the actual melodies or the actual composition of music, but like okay. how it's built. And then In Rainbows came out and that was probably their most fan friendly album to date. Some people might argue that their newest album is really friend friendly, but I don't think it is, <laughs> and I I think it's fantastic. Cause I love them, but right. like I mean, I feel like a lot of these like this not album that came out, which I'll talk about later. Uh huh. There's some, like easter eggs and like i feel like people who had never really listened to them until this point you guys would they wouldn't actually understand the the breadth of it like there are there's one song that's been around since 1995 that finally no came way. out on this new album and it's like people have been literally waiting for decades for that's this song crazy. to come out and they're like yeah guys we're doing it which which really real my theory that this is gonna be the last radiohead album right. so <laughs> this is it guys you better go see them while you still can because this is it um but um i think just because of that that scope of their music and the mm-hmm. way they approach it like they're so intense and so like they're so it's typical technical. yeah so technical but they're so typical british white men okay and everything is painful and everything hurts and everything is like a struggle uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like okay it doesn't have to be this hard but like people are really into that like oh man they're so perfectionist uh-huh they just go into it and they just they just love it so much and they're so they're so into their own thing uh-huh. and they're and they kind of they like don't talk to anybody for like months at a time and they like just stay in the studio for like a year it's and so insane and so intense
2: and that that draws a certain demo
1: sure 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 that and makes sense yeah i was just curious yeah you know. i mean it's it's curious to me too just because i've you know this is like you know um one of my like quote-unquote passions for the past 15 years sure so like it's always interesting to me when i meet women who are fans like oh my god hi oh, hi oh, <laughs> oh my god, god i'm so glad you're here so like, thank you <laughs> let alone op o- omen of color like that never right. fucking happens right i Cause like, I be like me and some of my women radiohead fans will like go to the, like we we'll go to a show or like like count the brown people.
0: <laughs>
1: it's less than ten, less than ten. Oof. Yeah. <clears throat> um it like it depends if it's like it's different if it's like at a festival then mm-hmm. it's a little different that but, if it's, like, concert, it's little but if it's like a concert yeah exactly but if it's at a concert shh, girl bye there is no <laughs> <laughs> there's no brown folks it's like all right i guess i'm here for this i guess i am the statistic um <laughs> but um it's yeah it's 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 interesting though because um because their fan base is so white and so male that I would, you know, part of, like part of me I think if I got into them now, I probably wouldn't be interested in them.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Because I've
1: grown up so much and like I think because it got to me in such a integral and in such a impressionable age. Yeah. I that
2: that, you know, message was something that you needed or wanted at the for time. For sure.
1: And I think it was and you know, I purely came from the music. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't about them so much. I think when i was younger i was just kind of like you know looking for someone else to talk to about this because no. <laughs> like because none of my friends really knew about them i like converted a couple of friends uh-huh but um
2: that's also what makes message boards and stuff so popular and invaluable absolutely because
1: like you know no one was listening to radio radiohead in 2001 i mean not not, not my circle not, of friends no one that you knew everyone was listening to like gosh i was famous back then like oh
0: uh, Nelly <laughs> Nelly yeah Nelly
1: and I've been like Nelly um, fucking for some reason said, oh yeah yeah sure Eminem was huge man mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like what did I listen to like what are people listening to in seventh grade um,
2: <laughs> for some reason Nelly was the first thing that came to my totally, mind totally <laughs> yeah no
1: that's totally fair Nelly I think like Limp Bizkit was a thing oh yeah um, for sure like one eighty two. like it was like those bands I like one eighty two actually I, I do too not
2: maybe not like everything, but overall, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's
1: definitely 2000- 2001. Attitude, yes, definitely. very good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, I like good Charlotte, like those bands <laughs> I, around that time.
2: I had a good Charlotte album uh in my day. I think it was just the one that <laughs> the everybody. The first had. one, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I liked them; they were fun. <laughs> we're, I'll wrap some girls, Charlotte. Shout out to good Charlotte. I'll, I love it. Yeah, I into, love it. Um, but um, yeah, it was just like it was hard to find that kind of community, and I think that's what I was searching for. And but I think now, if I got into them, I probably wouldn't. It's because culture online is so different now, and. Yes they have they aren't like they're one of the few bands that i can say they're not problematic they're not they're really not like music wise and even like outside of that they're not like tom york is really good about um bringing up especially black artists people don't really talk about that much but like like this artist flying lotus like
2: oh i've heard of flying lotus he was
1: like flying lotus kind of um tom York kind of like pushed him out a bit like he had him open up for a few of his um solo shows when he did with um his sally project with um flea and stuff and he um helped a lot with um his his um his um his um album label his own label um brain feeder so like he helped with that a lot and yeah um you
2: hear a lot about blink doing stuff like that too for younger bands mm-hmm. uh but it's i i think that's like the best thing that a really established artist can do is mm-hmm. just try to like Propel people who sure. deserve like support from you.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure sure. And um a lot of their music, um, it bar, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't they don't I'm trying to trying to come from a, a um non biased perspective. <laughs> but like like they like a lot of their music it doesn't really necessarily take too much. They don't like culture appropriate so much. Like they have used like Latin um, inspiration in some of their music, but mm-hmm. not so much that it's like straight up ripping them off. Mm-hmm. They usually kind of stick in their own lane, which I appreciate. And yeah. I think that if anything, for a musician or a band or an artist, sticking staying in your lane is probably the best option mm-hmm. and the best way to be an ally is like interesting. staying in your lane. It's just you know like, what you do. You know, this is what I'm good at. So I'm just gonna stay here. That's interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, cause I I you know I re-examining music from my, my younger years and coming back like are they problematic like I feel like because yeah. I'm like revisiting like old TV shows or old oh movies oh my gosh and it's, it's just like oh really hard with TV oh no like um I was on Twitter the other day and someone had mentioned Adventures in Babysitting uh-huh. remember that movie and uh-huh. I saw it, I saw it recently like in the last year and I was like this movie is super problematic holy they,
2: fuck they why is like, it so problematic they like call each other like like yeah they throw around homophobic slurs Oh, and like, sure threw out yeah and
1: then also like um they went to like a juke bar uh, like a um a um like a blues bar and there was some problematic things there Ooh. and there was also like some rape joke and i was like Yikes. oh does wow. not hold <laughs> up
2: that's so funny cuz i uh a couple days ago, I was having a conversation with my boyfriend, and he was like, "I wonder if you could pinpoint in TV and film where the turning point was, where people stopped using like homophobic slurs as like mm. like low like jokes, because even." It's recently More modern shows Still like Like Friends And like I think like Gilmore t- Girls
1: Like yeah, yeah They'll
2: like Call things gay very Yeah I think
1: honestly It might be somewhere Like around 2013 20, 2012 2013 Like it was super recent I think
2: it was In the last few years As well
1: Yeah I think like Shows like Glee Yeah helped That's
2: that. a really
1: good point Yeah I think Shows like Glee And shows that are what but prominent Gay characters Man um,
2: The first season of Glee Was so good I
1: know What happened <laughs> It's so and, good. And not even the first season, the first 13 episodes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's where I was like, yes, yeah, the show. And then after that, I was like, Ew. Oh
2: God. Oh. I watched like the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh. episode and was like, I can oh never my. watch this show again. <laughs> I
1: bless you. I watched I watched every episode through season four, but after I think after the first season, it was like hate watching. yeah it was like, I'm gonna watch this. And then after that one guy um, Ben, when he passed away oh, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even I couldn't even I couldn't even bring myself to even watch it's like that's I don't so yeah it's so sad because I really I wanted the two of the characters to get together finally I think that's why I was watching the show like oh, I just want to see those two together and then I like, realized then that was not an option anymore I was like alright
2: passed away <laughs> see yeah. yeah if I had kept watching it it would have only been hate watching because yeah. even the the Britney Spears episode for me was like man this is so like technically sound and like Fun to watch But Mm. it is terrible
1: television oh god <laughs> like. it's trash it's absolutely trash again i mean this is someone calling this is somebody who hosts a podcast it's usually reviewing gossip girl so um maybe my taste in things shouldn't be actually held calmable no way dude
2: no way we gotta right. have uh, all flavors for yeah all like, like so, no
1: sometimes i think about so like I, do i know what's good anymore because like like I don't. Even, so funny i don't know i don't know um but anyway um but yeah back to radiohead though um <laughs> Yeah, they they're not problematic in a way that I feel like a lot of bands of that that era are, which is refreshing and good and I can still like like them without, you know feeling hating. bad about it. Yeah, feeling yeah, like hating myself. <laughs> Especially since I like tattooed something of theirs on my body, on my no flesh. Way. I already got two on my my wrist. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> yeah,
1: this is yeah, this is this is dedication. So, what um, album is that from Kid A? This okay, is the Kid A. Kid, for listeners at home, I can't see this. this. is a Kid A bear on my wrist. <sighs> yeah. So, um,
2: that makes sense though. That was like the that one was, that yeah, the one that got you in.
1: And that got me in.
2: And it was there for you when you
1: needed it. Absolutely. It's kind of like a like a. It's gonna be okay, share kind of reminder. Yeah. It's like it's cool. It's cool.
2: And you thought about not talking about Radiohead?
1: <laughs> I know, but like, I don't want to like be that person who's like, "Oh my God, what's about Radiohead for like 20 minutes, please?" God, I would want to be that person. Uh, I have to listen to this. I'm sorry to people who don't give a shit about Radiohead. <laughs> They're great, though. You should check them out
2: so you mentioned that like internet culture had changed a ton from the early times of like you know trying to get on message boards and connecting with fans and uh i just that's so true across the board what do you think you know how do you think fans kind of used to interact with one another in these like very specific places that were like just for other radio fans radiohead fans versus like nowadays, how do you feel like people talk about music in bands?
1: Oh man, um well back in the day <laughs> I sound like a old person, but I kinda am. Um, message boards were kind of like a they were a little safer, mm-hmm. I think. I feel like people um were kind of like um nervous about like chat room stuff like that because of like predators and all that stuff when you're a kid and like sure. specifically i was the age where like sure. i could have totally been like catfished absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah and like there was a point where like you know my dad he knew what was going on these message boards i'm like this is just radiohead i'm not gonna meet anybody like i'm not stupid i'm yeah. not gonna leave my house and go anywhere to meet anybody but that was definitely a on the a, table yeah it was definitely a fear so it was just it was it was a it was a much like you know it was much more abyss. Like it was like, it was kind of like it was new frontier. Like it hadn't, there was a lot of, you know, room for growth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people who did make these little niche communities were kinder. There wasn't a lot of trolls, really. Internet trolls. Were you really, really. Yeah. There because was,
2: it was like this active choice to go. Exactly. Seek out.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was like people made a, made a point to go out and, um, learn and, they wanted to make these places a, a space essentially like a you know, if you were gonna be in a room with somebody without actually physically being there, wanted to be a nice safe space for you. And I feel like that kind of mission is long gone. <laughs> yeah. Long gone. <laughs> because yeah. because there's because now internet is accessible to everyone. And I feel like too there was a different class of people and I and this is kind of shitty. But um but I think that's what it was too, is that it wasn't a lot of I feel like people who had internet access at that point too were like you know
2: it's a certain breed a It's certain
1: breed of people and it's even classism issue if you think about it too because you know not everybody who had you know the internet accessible there wasn't internet at the library there wasn't internet you know at, on um, your phone on your phone there wasn't internet you know and not every school had internet access so like there was only a certain amount of people who can do it so the, the the community was much smaller yeah too.
2: the gate was closed to more yeah. that's really interesting yeah i was just kind of curious yeah no um but sure. saying like bringing people like even saying you know if a bunch of people were in a safe room or a safe space that kind of that makes a lot of sense to me because it's like if there are a bunch of radiohead fans just hanging out at a party uh, like what would they be talking about probably you know songs and right albums and mm-hmm. other shit they liked because mm-hmm. they at least had this one thing as
1: right. a uh common uh uh enjoyment absolutely absolutely so it was it was nice and then i think around 2000 and because f- i i was never really on the boards for long like i would like be like a week or two and then like i'd disappear because i was mm-hmm. like i was always a busy kid mm-hmm. but um when i was in high school i was on there way more than probably i ever was because i think gosh i'm gonna dig deep okay so like between 2004 and 2007 there were no radio i had- Anything there was like they didn't put out an album for a while, and it was right after they had left um, EMI, which is their record label for the first three out, al- the first six albums, and then. They eventually put out in rainbows but that was like the self-released that mm. and before then there was like they had is a that t- the
2: one they released on the internet yeah yeah for pay as you want and that kind of right. like cha-
1: quote-unquote changed the game
2: yeah um
1: but there was other bands doing that they just didn't do look out <laughs> like nine inch nails is doing that shit and like <laughs> okay, yeah okay. like a lot of bands are doing that. they just that.
2: did it kind of the most like visually yeah of, like uh visibility yeah and like the
1: branding was really intense and also like the well like like Nine Inch Nails and a few other bands were like giving like giving it away mm-hmm. on the website. Radiohead gave a price thing like you can gotcha. pay nothing, but you can also pay something. Gotcha. They gave them the option, so as opposed to like just giving it away, because I know a lot of bands were just giving shit away, including mm-hmm. like like Prince was giving shit away. Mm-hmm. So like I mean a lot of people were giving lots of music away but um radio house the first one to give like a an option situation interesting but um before that whole thing went down there was like a, like a three-year period where there was like really no music and like they went on a um in 2006 they went on a testing tour which we were testing new music for the in rainbows show um um, album but I actually went to a couple of shows nice. um, but yeah it was actually my high school graduation present no way <laughs> my mom bought them for me cause like my dad got me the computer and I got like other stuff for like college um, my send off for college and my mother got me the best present she was like I know what you really want honey Oh,
2: that's so sweet yeah
1: she got me like two tickets for t- the both nights cause my mom's a badass no way. I have no idea how, I still t- to this day have no idea how she got them I have no idea cause they were really? like su- they, were, they were at the Autonomy Theater they sold out like instantaneously I have <gasps> no idea how she got them no idea. I didn't ask questions.
2: Whoa. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's like what the fuck? And, and
2: I, for both nights. Both nights. Oh my god. Both nights. What <laughs> yeah. a baller. Third
1: row center too. They were like super close.
2: What? I could, sure. yeah, I know. I know. I can't imagine how much you lost your mind
1: i lost my shit i, lost my shit. <laughs> I like I, I thought they were fake i was like fuck you for like making yeah, me like- think this is real I was just like no this Aww. is real i promise I was, like, and i like burst into it, like this is the best thing of my life Aww. yeah was, i was i was in mess anyway um but during that time there was like no other way to like find out about these songs or these bands or like that's why i started getting to, like bootlegs and stuff like that online and you know, if you were a radiohead fan and you didn't know what the fuck's going on, you know, you went online and people were like there was all these theories about stuff and like the band's breaking up and there was all these conspiracy and it was really fun. It was a real fun time, but like around that time though, that's when the trolls started coming. Mm-hmm. And the and then you like had to like go on like these special closed off message boards for like certain people so people wouldn't have to like you know, have to like actually ask the admin or like, oh the the monitor gosh. to like be ex- because there was like all these assholes were like coming in and like they would like invite you to and then there was always this point where like they would invite you to the message board but then it'll be like one that like kind of fuck up your computer like have like a virus Uh. on it it was like a whole thing and i was like what the fuck that sucks and like i felt violated i was like this is my safe space why are people violating my safe space and then i just stopped going on there for a while and um wasn't until like in rainbows came out that i came back on just because i wanted to go see them on the tour and trying to find like um, tickets because I think that's another Place where like um, That I went on the, the On the boards for it too is like if you want to see shows mm. But you couldn't actually afford it Or like you can like you know pitch in And get a couple of tickets with some friends As opposed to like paying all the fees or whatever Oh sure right or like you miss out on tickets Because tickets sold so fast But you know like you know you pitch in if with your money f- somebody has one or two Right or like they'll buy a few and then they'll give it to like actual Fans as opposed Aww. to yeah because Yeah, that's the thing about – if you're, like, an actual fan, they're really nice people. They're so sweet. They're so nice. All I
2: want is just to, like, share it with other people who love the band Mm -hmm. and, like, take – like, literally just, like, taking it out of Scalper's hands. Yeah, essentially. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Like, that's – that's um, because I I did that for a couple of folks, too, because – you know, eight when I went nuts and went to see uh Bodger shows because <laughs> <laughs> the day before tickets went on sale. I was living in New York at the time. <laughs> And uh, the day before her tickets were on sale, I got a massive refund check from like college. I was like, "Well, I need a new computer, and also radio tickets." So I spent like a shit ton of oh money. Oh my day. gosh! Yeah, I, I saw them eight times on that tour. Share. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh my God, share! What the fuck are you doing? So like
2: places, you know, we were talking about earlier. Like Philly was close enough, so you yep. just like go down to Philly. Yeah, I went to like oh I went to like God. basically all
1: their Eastern shows. Including oh. the Canadian shows
2: Oh my god! Because I had a passport And I was
1: like I guess I'm going to Canada
2: You like Followed Radiohead For a little while <laughs> A little bit
1: just a, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit Just a little bit uh, Oh my god Young oh, chair Young stupid chair This no. is why you don't give 20 you know, That's why you don't give Like you know A same amount of money To a 20 year old You just don't do it Just right. don't do it It's right. not smart Because they're not Because they're dumb do the right thing with <laughs> And they're just gonna like Who cares about Like I have to pay that back Anyway it doesn't matter yep God, yeah. what a dumbass <laughs> um but it was super fun but um yeah it was one of those but it's one of those places that you can go to and you know you don't have to worry about scalper fees people will give it to you face value and it's just a safe space and like during that time though it was starting to change and it was getting away from that and now i have i don't remember the last time was ever on a message board like i think it might have been like the last tour in 2012 and yeah,
2: it's almost like social media, like killed message boards.
1: Yeah, and now it's all on Reddit. And
2: I was gonna say Reddit, is and I don't like even
1: know even how even I'd never, I never I think I've been on Reddit once or twice, and I think it might have been like some like AMA thing.
2: Oh yeah, those are that's some of the only times I've ever on it. And either.
1: it might have been actually I know one of them was a Tom York AMA, AMA. <laughs> that was the only reason why I went on. That's just like I'm just gonna you know. You know, do it, but like I know Tumblr is really like huge with the Radiohead stuff.
2: Oh, that makes sense.
1: Um, and I don't really, I'm not really on Tumblr. I don't like, people. Neither. People don't really tweet about. And that's where I'm, out. I'm mostly on Twitter, mm-hmm. and no one really talks about it on Facebook so much, except for like articles about mm-hmm. them which is essentially clickbait right um right. which is like i i don't care about this <laughs> so much not, I, or i know everything i like, was I gonna say
2: at, at that point you probably already know it like you're, like, you're, like, a you're a not telling like me like, you're not telling anything f- different right find something out via oh, right. a, a facebook at, uh article <laughs> yeah because i like
1: yeah that's old news <laughs> um so
2: uh yeah so you said you saw him like eight times on that tour oh gosh Okay 20. so Alright let's
1: just put it out there I've seen radio had the band 20 times And I've seen Tom York Win his solo projects 3 times All together 23 times
2: Share <laughs> I know I know I, I don't know. even know if I've seen uh, Granted like this says a lot about me as a person I don't even know if I've seen 20 concerts oh In my, my whole God. life okay. I just like I'm not a like show person oh, Okay, that's I have fair. to be like a big fan of a band yeah, Or a person to like totally go see fair. them I probably have have seen 20 concerts in my life but like just I that one band definitely yeah. haven't seen like that but yeah <laughs> no i mean
1: i there was a period of my time when i would sell like a 100 shows a year like easily
2: see but you also used to like work in music yeah yeah, yeah see that'll do it <laughs> yeah i
1: worked in music i like i um i i um interned a uh certain music blog i will not talk about mm-hmm. on this platform i probably never actually talk about it because it's because i don't want another i don't want to questions about it but i'll tell you off, i'll tell you offline cool um but um i worked there and then i also like worked in radio and um like done stuff for like freelance work so like i've have opportunities to like go and see shows and i've pretty much seen i've started i started seeing shows when i was like 17 on a on the reg and mm-hmm. then kind of just never really stopped it's only in the last like year that i've kind of been like chill i've only seen maybe this year maybe five mm-hmm. which is really 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 That's low, low for, for me you. That's yeah super like low. halfway through the year yeah it's like i've only seen so ch- and there were like there were massive shows too like i saw beyonce right i saw team Impala a few weeks ago um, I saw Father John Misty earlier like oh. Yeah and I'm gonna see a couple of music festivals This summer but like Lala Well Radiohead's playing Lala I p- was gonna so say
2: isn't Radiohead at Lala Yeah <laughs> at
1: Lala, and that's the only day I'm going Is Friday I was like, of cause, course. like I can't but like this is the last It's It sucks because it's the only Midwest Tour tour date which fucking sucks Oh
2: so like if you'd rather Just go to a Radiohead show than a Festival show that's how mm-hmm. I am like festivals as someone who's like not a rabid music fan festivals just like don't interest me at all i'd rather see the band like last year i went or either last year or two years ago i think it was last year i went to a glenn hansard after show Oh, because i love glenn hansard's like the person i've seen the most he's fantastic i'm glad you think so that means a lot coming from someone who has really good refined informed
1: music taste gosh okay um (laughs) (laughs) But he's I love so, Glenn Hansard. He's, he's my boy. So great, right? He's so great, and I adorable. Love him. Oh God, he's um, adorable. Oh. I remember, like, I remember seeing him. This was, I think, when he was still with um, Marquetta. Yeah, it was at uh, the swell season mm-hmm. this was years ago. I think maybe like twenty ten, and they were playing the Vic. And <gasps> I remember. You went to that show? Yeah.
2: That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was so good. Yeah. And I
1: was like really close. I was maybe like third row or something like that. And I was like staring at him. I was really close
2: too. We Uh, must have been like right next to one another. (laughs) Yeah. And I was
1: like there. It's like, you are beautiful. (laughs) You are just a beautiful man. Him
2: playing at the Vic was like, it was like that venue and his Mm -hmm. like skill. He's just so good. He's so good. I love him. He's fantastic. He's my favorite. Uh, it's a good down. favor to have. I appreciate that. That's a good one. He's yeah. he's my boy. I saw once and it was just like, "What is this beautiful, perfect movie like? How do I listen oh to e- all of the music that he's ever done? Have you
1: um have you watched the new um his latest one, the guy um
2: Sing Street?
1: No. Oh, Begin Again. Begin Again. Yeah, I oh love Begin Again. God. Okay, so like that so- was a okay. I didn't think <laughs> it was possible that anyone would make me like like Adam Levine. <laughs>
2: right. He's <laughs> Like, somehow so good in it he's <laughs> so good in it
1: and that one song stars I like it's cried great. I cried so much I cried so hard it was stuck in my head for like a week it like haunted me I was like I can't it's, get this one out of my I head know. and like I like was breaking down like why I know my and, like,
2: boyfriend will just like randomly put it oh, on no. sometimes fuck your boyfriend like-
1: <laughs> fuck your boyfriend <laughs> sorry I would I would break it with him immediately like fuck you for like not making me acknowledge my feelings no 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 oh my god it's so funny uh. <sighs>
2: Yeah. Uh. Oh, well he has another movie out that like is in select theaters right now. Like it might be the, you know, music box landmark mm. something like that called sing street it's oh, like the shit. third movie from oh, the same director and i haven't seen it yet and it's driving me crazy can we
1: go together i
2: would love that okay,
1: great <laughs> and we can just cry collectively together yeah, okay like, awesome i
2: just think it begin again is like this it's like a studio version of once like it's like a big movie oh, version of once I and know. i love both of them I and i love, love that you love both of them oh my too. god i saw
1: it, i saw it recently too because i didn't see it in the theaters i saw it like maybe like a couple months ago because mm-hmm. i was on netflix and i was like oh yeah because I, I love i love Um, Mark Ruffalo. I love Mark Ruffalo. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like one of the few celebrities. Like, name a place, whatever. We are there. I am here (laughs) for you. I am ready totally agree back to packs uh, <laughs> let's go like i am so here so here for okay,
2: it i think it was an oscar party i was at where he. wait
1: like, what <laughs> oh wait what was it oscar oh, viewing
2: no, no, oh. like oscar viewing party
1: oh okay god. Like, wait what um, he can he yeah, casually I say like at an oscar oscar party? Party. No, no, no 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 okay i was uh, like wait what I am, and we can't talk about radiohead let's this Oscar party no uh
2: no god <laughs> i wish like an oscar viewing party Got i was it. at and he like came on to present an award and i was like mark ruffa hello <laughs> so i just like never stopped calling him
1: oh my god that's mark so ruffa, cute
2: hello i know <laughs> i'm
1: so i like like whenever he's on screen I'm like everybody shut up fuck up mark I, ruffa was stalking. like i god. watched i watched bad movies these days same Okay, I'm going to put this out there, and I don't even think it's a bad movie. I actually legit love this movie, but going on 30.
2: Great movie. Great movie.
1: And also, yes, he should always be the, um, you know, leading man.
2: Understandable. Like, <sighs> yeah, like, he's, he
1: is like, built for that kind of role, oh I think. Oh, my God. With his, like, stupid New York accent, he's mm-hmm. always, like, angry. Like, oh, gosh, yeah. I love angry <laughs> yeah. New York accent men. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Oh, so for God, it. he's so so attractive.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm
1: yes all about that especially now there's like salt and black pepper in here give me that salt and pepper yes, I'm like, mm. <laughs> pepper. yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay I'm so glad this is great
2: that was really nice that was a really nice discovery <laughs> I, love, I love this this is great and it started with Glenn Hansard we made our way to Mark Ruffalo I think it's a n- pretty natural progression <laughs> yes I'm, I'm here for it I'm so here
1: for it oh yeah so,
2: so we have like mm, similar taste in men it seems <laughs> great
1: <laughs> well if you know anybody who knows like Mark Ruffalo uh, hello exactly <laughs> we can talk about that for sure um i am a market i'm kidding I'm gonna cut that out <laughs> um no actually i'm not i don't want to date anyone but um <laughs> off the market off the market for all the reasons but <laughs> um but yeah so anyway radio
2: hit <laughs> yeah, guaranteed radio head 20 and 20 if you include Tom y- York, three yeah. times, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, like, so the first time I saw him was in 01 Um, my best friend, um, he who I got into the band. We were like 12, 13 years old, and um, we like we learned how to play music together. Like we were like, yeah, he was like my my one of my best friends in the entire world. I he lives in Detroit this. now. Um I like set him up with his wife. Like it's the whole thing. Oh. Well, his uncle had got tickets for Brent because it was his birthday, and he bought three. So he could, so Brent could bring a friend, and Brent brought me. Mm. And he was like, "I have to bring you. Like you introduced me to this band. I have to. We have to go." And it was just like the most magical night. Like it was at Grant Park, and um, it was it was kind of the catalyst for bringing Lollapalooza to Grant Park because the Radiohead show was such a big wow. Deal. Interesting. Yeah, and it was just one of those like. Magical nights like he tom York dedicated um one of the songs one of his songs to the moon and I just burst into tears I was on I was on Brent's uncle's shoulders when it happened and like it's just an emotional time <sighs> um I saw them in 04 and they played uh, in the amphitheater up in East Troy Wisconsin for their hail of the thief show and that was really fun then um I saw them the two times in 06. And saw them eight times in 08 oh my gosh saw them six times in my last tour in 2012 and this time I only see them once because i it's just timing because like i wanted to see them so bad in the new york shows i almost bought tickets was really close but i'm like, i was also going out of town the next weekend mm. and then also again on the next weekend and so then I'm again two weeks later so it was like i can't be out of town for like a month
2: yeah i just can't that's like. hard
1: so um unfortunately i wouldn't be able to meet them there but i will still see them at a lot that's the only t- only time that i'm gonna be able to see them which sucks yeah sucks so hard um because i don't know if they're gonna do another round of shows i doubt it i'm i almost thought about buying tickets for their austin city limit shows but that means i have to go to another festival and i don't want to do that i right. really fucking hate festivals <laughs> I'm, I'm so over it now like i i'm going to like maybe two this year and maybe three but only because like i'm working them mm, which nice. is a whole different thing it's yeah whole different animal and that's a little more fun because like i'll be like in the photo pit and i can actually nice that's fun but i'm just going to the fucking you festival, do photography
2: yeah i don't know if i knew that
1: i don't really talk about that much a <laughs> jack
2: of all trades yeah
1: a master of none um uh, yeah but um yeah it's one of those things i can look oh yeah sure i'll do that but um yeah, it's different doing photography for a festival than actually going to it because it's just a slog. Yeah. At least like at least you're working and you're like hopping around and stuff like that. and You're constantly yeah moving. purpose. Right. Exactly. And, and then you
2: probably it's probably a little easier for you to get around when you're like a worker than you would be if you're just a concert goer.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's it's tough. It's hard work. Cause you're constantly moving all the time, but you know you don't spend as much money on stuff. Yeah. And there are points where you can like chill, and you're also not if you don't want to be around people you don't have to be around people. that's nice because you can like go to like the press area and that's this really little nice. and it's just, there's like seats you just chill like i just don't want to be around anyone for like 20 minutes yeah. I don't yeah anybody i don't want to see anyone i just want to like be in this corner and look at my photographs right and it's nice to do that and it's a privileged position which is i'm very grateful to have that or have had had that in the past so mm-hmm. um but yeah it's music going though. <sighs> festivals like i ugh. I'm going to I, I haven't bought tickets for the, the Friday night show because I thought I was gonna get a press pass and I fell through. Oh no. It's fine, it's fine. I honestly didn't want to go to any other show except for that one. So right. now I'm just like now nah, I'm just trying to figure out like how I'm gonna do it. I might just go to like the festival wall blues like and just buy it at the fest and like go like in the afternoon when like people are like trying to like trying to get rid of the tickets. Yep. Like $50 right here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I might just do that because I've done that in the past. And that's yeah, worked out cause for Yeah, because, like, me. all
2: you need, you just need to be able to get in before they're set. Right, right exactly. Like, yeah. if I can get there by
1: 6, I can still have enough time to get, you know, And there close. may even
2: be somebody who was, like, there all day and, like, wants to leave or some shit.
1: Right, exactly. There's always someone trying to sell it still, so.
2: That's probably a good plan. Yeah. I do that for baseball games sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you feel like, out of all those, were, like, some of your favorite, you know, moments or or shows or i mean i'm sure it's
1: hard to pick but sure sure sure. um i think in my there's two huge concerts for me that always stick out when i think about um radiohead shows and like the moments where I'm like this is why i go to the shows and this is why i spend like absurd amount of money to go see them just for like moments like this um right. and '06, six um it was our second show and they um debuted a new song which ended up on um all i need uh, on in rainbows called all i need and that's like one of the, like it's now like a staple in a lot of people's weddings, which oh, is weird interesting but it's a beautiful song it's so gorgeous but like um when i heard the song the first time i was like with my boyfriend at the time and i was like wow radio heads like romantic and it's like oh like you know, and and it made you hear it in a different yeah, way yeah I was like wow like fuck and it was just one of those moments like being in like a fairly smallish room like I think maybe like, there was, like 3,000 people in that room and everyone was like you could like hear a pin drop mm-hmm. like no one sang along with it because it was a new song everyone wanted to hear it mm-hmm. and it was just like wow just hearing like a collective uh, like a collective silence for this one band which just really gave me goosebumps. Like, it goosebumps I have goosebumps yeah thinking about it <sighs> This is what music's supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then in 08, there was a show in Mansfield. By the, it was a Boston area one. And oh gosh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show off my privilege here. Um, Said so boyfriend who was at the 06 one. We had broken up um, shortly after, um, like, for between like me going to college, me going to school, college. We broke up. And then he started working for Spin magazine. Oh wow. He was interning, and he was working with a contributor following the band radiohead for the entire in rambos tour
2: no way yeah.
1: and i was with somebody at the time in new york but i was kind of like do I still want to be with this guy that was and that's a talk on its own right but like uh, that was an on and off again thing but like uh-huh. it was on the downward slope of like the off again situation uh-huh and so my ex presents itself and he's like hey are you going to the radio show in boston because if you are i can like you know Get you backstage. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'll be there. And the show was incredible. And you
2: did you already have, like, plans to go? Oh, yeah, anything? I had plans okay, to okay, go. Okay. I had plans
1: to go, but then I was on the backstage pass. So he like-
2: just knew you liked it enough that it was – you probably were going to be there. I mean, I'm the
1: one who introduced him to the band. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm the one who introduced him to the
2: band. There's a theme here. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, like, I had to make my own community because I couldn't always, you know, I couldn't just always be on the fucking boards. I had That's to, like, great. I had to, like, have some friends who were like, you should listen to this band. This band's really great. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Right yeah. now. Now, now, now. Shake my hands. I hand. definitely
2: did that with the swell season in college. Oh, for sure. I was like, sure. just everyone, just everyone just, listen to it. <laughs> just do it. Just
1: give, do yourself a favor and listen to this. <laughs> right. um, but. The show was really great. They play a lot of songs. I didn't think they play like um, I don't know if listeners listen to radio had they play like a wolf at the door, which they never play, and they play I Might Be Wrong, which is another really great song from their um, discography. And the show was fantastic. And then afterwards, I got to like hang out backstage, and I um, I met the opener band um, Grizzly Bear. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that was really fun. And then I got to meet Tom York.
2: No fucking <laughs> shit. I was like, is this really going to her meeting at Radiohead? Because if it is, It's the first of a couple of her times. so
1: cool. Yeah, I've actually been privileged to them a few times. But this is the first that's time. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, that's stupid. But this was like, the thing was, I, I could have met him before in 06 because after the show in 06 with my ex at the time, my boyfriend at the time, X in 2008. Right, same guy. Yeah, same guy. We like back sta- waiting backstage, awaiting like outside. And he was like signing people's stuff, and I like freaked out and I blacked out and like pushed, like, like literally threw my poster at my boyfriend. And I was like, "You signed it," and I ran away because I could not handle. Oh my so god! The idea of meeting him, I was like, I just could not handle. Oh my god! And now the second opportunity has presented itself. Right. And so my, ac- uh, my ex was like, "You've got to do this. You've got to do this. Share. You got to meet him." And I was like, I okay and so he like called me i was like hey and tom was like oh hello and he was like talking to um because i was talking to grizzly um grizzly bears um, front man ed darcy at the time we were talking about um just his um music because they were still kind of new and mm-hmm. i was like how how much i like loved their their newest album cool and i was like yeah blah blah blah, and he was really sweet he's like oh thank you so much right like, they were talking about like the idea of opening for radiohead and how i was like bonkers it was, yeah. this is crazy like yeah. this is my dream it's ridiculous amazing and then tom comes over um and he's like oh hello and i just like i was like hi i remember just nodding a lot i don't remember actually saying anything uh. he was really nice about it though and my friend slash ex was like talking to, to tom about me and he's like, "Oh, this is the girl," because he because he was talking because apparently my early friend had told yeah early on and said like, "Oh yeah, one of my oldest friends from Chicago was coming out." and you know to the show tonight i'm sorry really so i haven't seen her in a couple of years and he's like oh this is the girl from chicago and i was like and i uh-huh. i don't think i cried then but like internally i was like oh my God. tom york knew who i was kind of before <laughs> i just, met him yeah it was the whole thing I, I i think i went blind again at some point it was just like oh yeah That's so funny. yeah i like broke into a sweat i think i remember that i broke into a sweat and i was just like oh fuck but yeah, he's really, really nice. So, um, people who think he's like an asshole know he's actually a really nice person. He's really sweet. But That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, the, those like two big moments though are like why I love them so much is because I feel like they kind of um reaffirmed why I spend all this time and energy. Or used to. I don't spend that much time and energy with them that much anymore. Like their newest album, I haven't really listened to that much.
2: Yeah, you were saying before that like you had listened to it around when it came out mm-hmm. but then you I bought just- it immediately
1: and not even before I realized it was gonna be an Apple music Stream. just because that's what happens you know when I when, yeah, just buy it right I think about it just buy it Right. because I, I, that's it's reflex so like oh uh-huh. I don't care about twelve dollars $12, whatever fine uh-huh. bought it not even thinking and I listened to it and I loved it it was so good but um I think just because of like where my my brain's been in the last six months it's been it's I'm kind of like I'm a little raw like lots got lots have happened in the last year mm-hmm. and like psychologically i it's a very deep and pretty dark album for mm-hmm. them I mean, most of their albums are pretty dark but this particularly has been pretty bad because like tom york he separated from his partner for the past like 20 odd years wow yeah they've been together since college and he separated with her in the last like year and a half so like this album is definitely like a breakup record wow and i can't
2: imagine
1: yeah like they have children together like they spent like their entire adult lives together and they broke up so like there's a lot of sad male tears on this album a lot of male tears That's happening. So funny. and i and i've been like you know doing a lot of like you know stuff as well so it's just kind of like i'm not sure if i can like handle this like i when i first listened to it um i had a panic attack like a legit like wow freaked out panic attack so much so that like I was at, I was around my parents because it was around my sister's graduation. I had to, like my my dad like hold me to calm me the fuck down because it was so it was like it was triggering something in the periphery triggered. like it wasn't the actual music It was probably something I was you know already wow. on like the surface and I like, had like, a huge panic attack like wow. I feel like a Xanax was the whole thing the wow. whole thing so like I haven't like been have I and then I just revisited like the past week and I was like this is a really really good album and. You know, I I, um, I found out, like, in the last week that I was getting a press pass, so I was, like, going to listen to that. I'm like, do I really want to spend the money to go see a band? Right. But I was like, no, I have to go see this album because it's so good.
2: That's that's nice to, yeah. to like, know for sure, especially even after you'd had that, like, such an emotional, like, physiological reaction right. to was it the like, first time. Yeah,
1: because like, my body was almost rejecting it. It goes like, no, do not want. Right. Yeah, it was intense and um it's not the first time this happened with with albums but it's the first time that happened with a radio album for me wow and i just didn't know how to react i was like whoa this is supposed to be the band that like you know keeps me away from that right <laughs> yeah it's, the, it's supposed to be like my, my my center it can't be you know just it's supposed to be like your comfort yeah not the thing that like sets Trick- you off yeah and it's like fuck so i didn't really know how to handle that so um yeah, to be like it took me like another two months to actually like revisit it again. And wow. Yeah, I'm glad that I did because yeah. it's very good. And um, yeah. So,
2: <laughs> man, that's crazy. Yeah. What were the other times that you met Tom
1: York? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so, uh, my best friend Brent, the one who took me to the first Rio concert together. Right. um, in 2010, he was working for Jam Productions as a stagehand and um, sound engineer and they um Tom York he had a side project well, still has a side project called Adams for Peace and they hadn't released an album yet but they were just touring Tom York's solo album that came out in 2006 called The Eraser and then covering a couple other Radiohead songs and um, they did two nights at the Aragon and I had bought tickets you know Well, enhanced because (laughs) thirst is strong. (laughs) (laughs) The thirst is strong. (laughs) So, um, I bought tickets immediately, and um, he was like, "Hey, you know, maybe try to get you backstage," and I was like, "Oh, cool." I kind of want to put because I already had my moment with Tom. Like, sure. Like, I don't need to, like, you know. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like, I already had my moment with Tom. I don't want to, like, you know tarnish that moment with like a new moment because uh-huh. it might not be as great
2: I totally know what you mean
1: so I was like you know what maybe so like he texted me right after the because f- it was two nights the first night he texted me right after the show I was like hey you hang up the side of the stage I can grab you and we can come back and we can just chill back there and it's like okay so I did and then on my way to chill somewhere not even thinking about attempting to meet Tom your Tom just pops the fuck up no. like I'm the whole way and Brent he like walked straight to Brent because he wanted to ask him a question about something about because um they were sitting they were putting stuff away all the, ro- um, the roadies were putting stuff away but Tom wanted to ask him about something that happened with his mic earlier that night and he has his own like all his own roadies from like 20 odd years been working together but I guess he was like looking for one of them and he couldn't find one of them so he just saw Brent like oh you might know this uh-huh. question so, answer to this question and I'm just there like <laughs>
2: like, what do headlights. I do now? Like, what do I do now? Like, I, what do I do with
1: my hands? Like, things like that. Like, I don't know what to do. So, I think I literally put my hands behind my back. Aww. Like, fold them in my, my hand. Like, I just want to just do this and try to disappear. Like, you can't, like, close my eyes. If you can't see me, if I can't see him, he can't see me. Right. Mentality is like, just be invisible. Right. And, Rent, he had a girlfriend, or at this time, it was his fiance. But he's like, you know, just. I if, my, if you're my girlfriend otherwise it's just too random like makes- oh this right it's like oh this is my girlfriend Cher it was like oh hey how's it going nice to meet you and like he like hit me on my arm like like kind of like you know like a next like, like you know grabbing oh, yeah. my arm thing yeah. and it hurt and I was like <gasps> ow and i didn't but i didn't say anything uh-huh. i didn't realize how strong he was and i was like Fuck, strong and it hurt and I, I i just like flinched a little bit and i think he noticed that i like was like in pain I was like, oh i'm sorry did i hurt you like no it's fine oh my gosh it's fine he actually left little, it was like, actually left a little bit of a bruise actually no <laughs> way yeah because i'm like i'm tender he like clapped you yeah he like clapped me hard i'm like ah but I didn't say I didn't scream it I just like held it inside I was like oh, okay I'm just getting physically abused by Tom York it's cool it's fine
2: uh... um...
1: <laughs> but he was really nice he was just like oh yeah nice to meet you yeah brent's great and he was like just talking about my friend right. and i'm like giving him am like oh look at you getting talked up by tom york right. i was like teasing him i was like oh look at you you know they're gonna hire you soon right and he was like if i could only put on, and it was like you know and, like i mean, he was chatting about like how if he could put him on his payroll he would and it was really sweet no way yeah, i was like that's yeah, awesome was great i think he's just doing it for show but sure like, sure sure but he was really sweet about but it But
2: still like you don't have to do <laughs> right, stuff he like, just that. Be like
1: oh yeah thanks and then like, walked and away go yeah he didn't even acknowledge my presence
2: exactly exactly yeah that's a really just, good way to put it is like he could have just been like oh nice bye like, right <laughs> or, oh yeah
1: thanks which i thought that was gonna happen i didn't expect him to even like acknowledge my presence at all and he did right it's very nice and I I promised myself, do not remind him that you met him in two thousand eight. Do not remind right. him that you met him in two thousand eight. Do not uh, remind him because I don't like, Oh yeah, I met you before. Like he doesn't fucking remember me. He meets like of millions course. of people. All the time.
2: Yeah. Who the fuck am I? That truly I would have had to be doing the same thing. Yeah. I would have had to be like, he he doesn't know. He doesn't know he doesn't know.
1: He doesn't think about this moment all the time. He doesn't <laughs> think about that moment all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and then the third time was the very next night. Um, I, Brent was like trying to get me to meet him again. I was like, I don't want to meet him but again. But
2: I, we already did that. <laughs> right. But
1: he was like, but you need to get something signed. I was like, Brent, oh, let's not do this. Oh my gosh. But he's like, you should do it. Just, it will be fine. And he didn't, um, I couldn't come backstage. He was like, just hang out outside. There's going to be a, there's going to be like people out there. It's cool. He'll come out soon. And then eventually he came out too. And, um, Tom came straight at Britt and I because it was like this like gated like fence mm-hmm. from the parking lot and let people from like coming out from the parking lot like um the bands or whatever mm-hmm. and there was a few people. Like, there was a lot of people at first like maybe like 50 people and then like after an hour it got down to like 15. Wow. And then Tom came out finally and he went straight at me and he was with Flea because Flea from Rotten Chili Peppers is also in Adams, Adams for, for Peace. And I kind of wanted to meet Flea more. Because <laughs> you you'd already met Tom. Right. And so Tom came straight at me. He's like, oh, hello again. And I was like, hi, is Flea coming over too? And he was like, oh, you don't want to meet me again? And I was like, oh, I didn't mean that. Oh, and no. so he was like giving me shit about, like, because I asked about Flea. And I was like, I met, like, like I Whoopsie. wanted to meet me. Be- yeah, so this is he just me. He called your ass out. He called my ass out. <laughs> he was like, oh, you don't want to meet me then? And I was like, oh, well, I didn't mean i don't know what else to talk to you about
2: (laughs) you saw my kid a (laughs) (laughs) did you get him to sign your kid A? I did amazing i did
1: and he like used um he used the cd as like a base for other people to sign stuff too and Mm. he was very sweet that
2: same was it the same copy that you bought like first time around
1: yep Full circle Damn, that's awesome! Yep. So full circle. full circle. Yeah, and like he said, like oh, this is an old one. I know this, oh, is, this is from yeah, 2001, that's, man. That's the first. That's the first one
2: yeah, that, that I that ever bought. That's <laughs> the first one I ever bought. That's why, right, exactly. that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Nine years later. Yeah. That's so. awesome.
1: Yep, so full circle.
2: Do you is there anything else you feel like you would be remiss if you didn't mention where like the band is concerned or like your experience with it or a specific like song or anything like that, I don't know. Um,
1: hmm.
2: It's like giving people the opportunity to
1: Yeah, I mean, my favorite song by them is They're There from Hail of the Thief. It changes all the time though. Mm-hmm. Um I think my I guess my top 5 th- oh, was, um, There Hail there of the Thief uh, in limbo from today. Um, Reckoner from in rainbows. Airbag from OK computer. And I like spinning plates from insomnia. But that could be like that's just today, right? <laughs>
2: But that's such a like classic music fan though to be able to just like rattle off your top five and go like yeah, but it could be any <laughs> other top five, <laughs>
1: any other thing. That's what it feels like today. Uh, those are like my, those are like my, if I'm gonna like if I was gonna like give songs to like a potential radiohead fan like these are the ones to listen to. These are really good. That's great. But um, yeah, they just kind of got me through and still get me through so much stuff. they they're um. They're like a safe space. They're a, um, they're a um, part of my childhood that I still still love, and I don't think there's many things many things in my childhood that I still like unabashedly love. That like, like them. hold up for you, absolutely. And you know, they're I don't, and I think m- with that band, like they're popular, and people like, especially with music critics, they I think with media, they kind of balloon how much of a band how popular they are and they're fairly popular but they're one of those bands that like I can still listen to them and feel like I'm in a bubble as opposed to like feeling like I'm sharing with everybody in the world. Interesting. Yeah which I think sometimes you have, you kind of need that. You kind of need that. You have that.
2: like your personal experience with it.
1: Yeah you kind of need that. You kinda, It's not like you know with Beyonce who's a fantastic performer and I love everything she does. She's one of my, she's one of my favorites as well. But I feel like Beyonce is not as personal as like in Radiohead is, is because like while everyone's always talking about Beyonce, she doesn't always feel like she's mine. I feel like I'm sharing with everybody else. That's
2: really interesting. And I can, I, can I totally see that. And I,
1: and I can still have, I can still have like you know, like, I still feel like it's, Ooh, it's sure. not. I mean, obviously it's not mine, but I feel like sure. Was, but there's a little still more so personal for me yeah it's like
2: being being a part of something that's just kind of like ingrained in the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. versus like being a part of something that you've been a part of for so long Mm -hmm. and is like a little more like you've had this whole journey with it as a fan yeah cool uh last question how do you feel like your love of radiohead has influenced you um both Creatively and then kind of your life in general. I I know you talked about the latter part of that in terms of like kind of how it's been this comforting personal thing. uh, But definitely
1: like how do you feel like they've influenced you creatively? Creatively. um, That it's okay to like sit on a project. That, you know, sometimes, you know, time is needed for something that you don't always have to constantly produce and produce and produce and sometimes it's okay to go a little slower
2: that's awesome i wouldn't have even thought of that as but of course like they're notorious for that
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i mean this last album took five years to put out they put out one in 2011 and they put out 2016 like it's five (gasps) years and it's fucking good yeah it's so good so like i mean sometimes you know you don't you don't have to reproduce something every two years like clockwork you have to you know sometimes it just takes time to breathe and let things breathe and let projects breathe yeah and let yourself have that time and not feeling like you're trying to appease anybody else sure when you produce projects like you've got to you know make sure that this particular demographic is being you know cater to it's mm-hmm. like it's not you know it's not for them it's for you right and i think when i listen to radiohead music it's it's music for them and then they just share it with us and I, I i i respect that way more absolutely than somebody who's putting out music just so they can you know get to the top 10 absolutely or top spot on the billboard charts like yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean i love pop music so mm-hmm. much i mm-hmm. think pop music is great but it's different it's different and i appreciate music that is for the artist and i and i rather see somebody who actually enjoys what they do you know like tom york he just like he's been quoted like as of like this past week how much he adores the band still and that's Mm -hmm. he's been in the game for 30 years and he still adores his band and that's that's something you don't hear every day absolutely and i think it's partially because they meet music for themselves they don't make music for anybody else. And I think that's something to totally take to heart. Absolutely. So, so well, uh,
2: I think that's a wonderful two cents. <laughs> uh, I think it, that's really poignant, especially um, in current like con- content culture, blah, oh, blah, f- blah. Yeah, I, know, I know you Ugh. hate that word uh, as much as I do by now, <laughs> but like, it's nice that there are still artists who just seemingly pretty much ignore that and it is a good thing to like uh take to heart as someone who um makes things yeah Uh, well thank you so much i know we could keep talking but i'm the one who has the time out here (laughs) 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 but thank you so much for sitting down with me this has been a delight that's been great i love you sharon i mean that
1: oh you too baby how you feeling This has been a NerdLogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdlogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome.
0: Thank you all. Thank you all. I am grabbot23548x.